Hi there, this is Terry, your host, and welcome to another episode of the Animation Industry Podcast. This chat is featuring Liam Gilby, a co-founder of a new studio in Norwich called Cut the Mustard. What makes Liam's journey unique is that he and a handful of his classmates started the studio right out of animation school, leading me to wonder what's stopping me or my classmates from doing the same. So in this chat, I grill Liam on how he got his first client, how operations are run, and a deep dive into the finances. And at the end, Liam also shares some great tips on keeping positive mental health through it all. But before we dive into this chat, I'm very grateful to have a sponsored message to share with you. Sponsors of this podcast help pay for the hosting fees on SoundCloud, which otherwise come out of my pocket. So this sponsored message is from my friends over at Bloop Animation, which is an online animation learning platform packed with premium online video courses for aspiring animation filmmakers. They have courses for all major animation programs like Maya, Animate CC, Toon Boom Blender, TV Paint, and many others, as well as some non-software courses like a storyboarding course, animation foundations course, and even one about making graphic novels, which covers absolutely everything you need to know from start to finish. The courses are all in video form, so there's no deadlines or application process. You simply just pick a course and start learning in seconds. They even offer a free ebook titled Making an Animated Short, which covers their entire process step-by-step step, of how they made one of their films from coming up with the idea to storyboarding, animation, and all the way to exporting the film. And you can get that book for free at bloopanimation.com slash animation industry. And of course, you can check out their complete course library at bloopanimation.com slash courses. Now, without further ado, let's dive into the chat. Hi, Liam. Thanks for coming on the chat today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm I'm excellent, thank you. And also congrats on your recent TV short film viewing. Maybe you, maybe before we get into that uh, this chat you can kind of chat about what happened there. Uh so uh we uh I'm the director of a of a new company and uh we managed to get that company started primarily on uh funding from the BBC to make a film and that played last Sunday or the Sunday before. Wow, time moves quick. <laughs> the Sunday before and it played uh, on the BBC, uh, played on BBC Four and that was our TV debut uh, very shortly after we founded as a company and that was called Headless Population. Uh, yeah, it was very exciting to see our work on, on broadcast on TV. Amazing. How did you, how did it end up on the BBC? W were they doing like a call for submissions? Did you know somebody? Yeah, so um, they were doing a call for submissions uh, through uh, something called Screen South. Uh, there's a bunch of different things across the UK that all run under something called the BBC New Creatives Programme. Um, and uh, our university has been pretty successful with that um, in the past. So we have grown up at uni first second and third year having seen other people uh getting these things it used to be with a, a different uk channel called channel four and it, it didn't usually always play on tv but it moved from channel four to the bbc and uh uh cat the director she uh, applied she's in our company and uh, we got it and they went through a bunch of stuff they had to go down to london every now and then um, and work with them, all professional uh, equipment and sound studio and editing and, and all that stuff. Um, and then it got made. And then we waited for a while, didn't hear anything um, as as usual. Um, and then uh, it played on TV. And we got like two days notice to say, oh, by the way, your film's playing this Sunday. Um, and yeah, we watched it. We showed it off. Um, 
and that was great. That was fun. It played on a show called uh, Get Animated, BBC Introducing Arts, and they played a bunch of other films from across the country, from from people aged 16 to 30. Um, in fact, my university professor made one of the films as well. Um, but I think we were one of the younger teams, um, which is always fun to, to see how we compare to everybody. Uh, but yeah, it went good. People liked the film. And uh, yeah, we'll be able to show it off in the future. Nice. Congratulations. That's a really cool opportunity. I hope something more comes out of that, especially because you're kind of so young into your career. In fact, I want to kind of do a dig into your mind to figure out how exactly you ended up at this point, because you're kind of fresh out of university and you started a studio right away. Whereas yep. for me, I'm in I'm at Sheridan College right now and I'm, I just finished second year and like everybody's minds are like, I want an internship. I want to work for a studio. Nobody's thinking about can I use all these skills and assets that I've gained uh, and, you know, connections with the profs and other students to actually band together a few other students and start your own studio, which I think is incredible. So what was the biggest reason why you chose this path versus the kind of traditional go to an internship, work for a studio? So it's definitely a, a complicated one because like it, it, it on the surface, probably seems like a bit of a like a giant risk, and it, oh, of course it was a giant risk. But um, there was five of us. We were all founders of the company. We all worked together in our final year of uni, where we had to make a final film. We actually ended up making two final films simultaneously, and we realised that we worked very very well together. We all worked in two D. We all worked very similar styles. Um, and then by making two films instead of one, and we finished both of them. Um, we realized that this is something that could continue. Uh, our university has offices that they can rent out for cheaper prices. And that was an opportunity that we basically could not uh, give up on uh, and, and pass up. And that was the big thing for us. We had a film from the BBC in the works. We had two graduate films and we had uh, cheap offices. And with all of that together and the fact that we worked well as a team, we decided to go for it. Um, we did have a big debate whether we do it now or whether we go have careers of our own and then do it later. Um, but we spoke to some industry professionals and they all were on the side of, hey, this is the only chance you're going to have to do it now. If you do it and it fails, um, then you haven't lost as much. Um, industry professionals like studio owners or other people studio, like animators? We, we spoke to a, a studio owner um, they're in Middlesbrough, which is a, a city in the north of the UK. Um, it basically has no animation presence. It's not a particularly uh, well-off city. Um, and uh, it's quite similar to where we're from, Norwich, uh, where Norwich is quite away from everything else. There has quite poor transport links. It's hard to get back to places like London, and it almost feels like it's separated from places. And we, we saw a lot in, in common with them, where we were in a, a world where there wasn't too much animation um, and we did have an opportunity to, to corner that market um, and to make a little world of our own. Um, there's a lot of animation in London, um, but uh, we've managed to kind of make our own little corner of the world over in where we are. Well, it, I'm, I mean, it sounds like a plan after the fact, but let me kind of get this straight. You're in university, you know, mm -hmm. you and your friends have made a couple films. You have one in the wraps with the BBC, which is probably really exciting, I assume. And 
there's just cheap office space around. So yeah, what would you say? But you didn't have clients or anything, and you didn't actually have any no. uh, business background in a sense. No. What made you say we have to do this? This is our thing. Like, like even though we're not making any money, we don't know how to make money. We're gonna figure yeah. it out anyways. Like that's a huge risk. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, we had so I personally had been kind of uh, pushing for this sort of idea since maybe halfway through our second year. So about halfway through university, I was pushing for this idea. I've always wanted to own a company, uh, not to own a company, but just to have the freedom of being an artist yeah. who works for myself. But I'm also very social. And I didn't too, I didn't like the idea of being a strict freelancer who works from home and is alone most of the time. And I'm sure that would be great, but I, I just think it's not the way that I work. So we talked about it for, for a while and there was a big number of us involved and we eventually kind of whittled it down to five of us. Um, but- uh, You mean you, you had like additions and cuts? Well, no, we, there, there was, a, there was a, a quite a natural group of us that existed, but uh, five of us did 2D. So it kind of just- Okay, so, so you were kind of spreading the word and saying like, hey guys, I'm thinking of making a studio, who's mm-hmm. interested? Okay, so kind of organically through yeah. what you were kind of pushing out there. But, kind of yeah, but it was less about uh, word of mouth and more about just the bonds that we formed at university anyway. It was like, we work good with these people. We, uh, yeah. it's not, I necessarily didn't work good with anyone, but it's just, uh, there's certain people you have stronger bonds with. Um, and, uh, the, the conversation went from, wouldn't it be cool to own a company to, well, we own a company in a very organic way it's hard to pinpoint it on one specific thing but as we were talking to people and as we were realizing we could get the office space and we could get career mentorship after graduation from our uni the ball kind of started rolling Um, I had been freelancing in second year and I did a bit of motion graphics and I did that for some relatively big companies uh, just little jobs but for more professional companies and I I was getting a uh, sense of how they worked um how did you manage getting those gigs those freelance uh, jobs so sidetrack i knew a graphics designer at our uni graphics designer uh wanted to the company he worked for wanted to uh branch out into motion graphics but they'd never done it before so they wanted Mm -hmm. to trail it with a student um which probably on their end means that they wanted to do it for for cheap pay but on my end I, i meant that i i got the opportunity to do it um and uh yeah i teamed up with them for a little bit um the work came sometimes uh it wasn't it wasn't anything full-time but i was still a student at the time and it gave me the experience i think i needed uh to go i think this might be possible Um, yeah so i want to chat about how you kind of started up and got things running but you said in your second year you started thinking about this like I'm in my I just finished my second year what's stopping me or what would really make the path easier for me to gather a bunch of my classmates and start a studio like looking back through your own experience what what how could you really streamline that process the hardest part for us is um like being honest we're artists not businessmen uh so if this was something anybody out there was thinking of you thinking it is possible Um, It is possible everybody who goes freelance is is their own businessman anyway. There's uh, 
it, the only jump is you're doing it with more people. So I think if you were to take a piece of advice, I guess, um, it would be to start learning about uh, the business side of things, especially finance. Money is a very complicated thing. Um, and I think sometimes it's it's more needlessly complicated than it is. But just knowing what you know about money and, uh, you know, nothing... Uh, massively complicated but just knowing the basics is is a good foundation to be like okay we can go up from here um yeah basics like accounting basics or yeah. like profit loss or like charging like what are you talking about as in well it, it depends by country i guess because obviously yeah. some, of law, some of the laws that we're dealing with uh is uh, obviously different from the rest of the world but like for us we we came into it and uh you know, you have these conversations where what type of company legally do we want to be? Like in the UK, you can, you know, you can be a partnership, you can be a limited liability. Yeah, uh, do we want to work from home? If so, where does the uh, business get, uh, where's the business address? Is it to our house? We don't own this house, so uh, I rent here. And then there's the, the problems of that. You have to know um, businesses need uh structure uh we had to decide whether we wanted shareholders or not if so how many we that was lucky that there was five of us um otherwise it would have been one of those things where we'd had to work out what happens if there's a split decision between us just knowing the basics of how businesses work yeah um is is the start um and if there is any sort of uh guidance or counseling or anything like that that can help we're very lucky that we have a careers advisor at our uni our uni is very very good with people who've graduated um and we have times when we don't always know i mean it's quite natural um we always encounter new things we're dealing with all sorts of clients big and small and everything in between um and having people that we can reach out to um and ask the questions because it's completely acceptable to graduate and not know everything. Um, yeah. uh, 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 you fundamentally have spent, you know, three or four years learning to draw, learning to animate properly. Like that's, that should be your focus, but you shouldn't expect to get out of uni knowing everything. But if you can squeeze in the time to learn a little bit about business, if that's the way you want to go, then it's all every, every tiny, tiny thing is going to help you. Nice. So how many, how long has it been since you started the company now? Uh, we formed officially in November. Uh, so we were working unofficially before that, um, just kind of building. Um, and uh, we were all working from home from this house where we've ironically ended up back. Um, but uh, then we made the, the big plunge to say, hey, we should move to an office. We should take up the university's offer not that the university was offering us but the space was there there was one office remaining and it was perfect size for us um and we went for it um and uh that was i guess that was one of the biggest risks that we took aside from forming a company the next biggest risk was moving into an office but i that's probably the best thing we ever did because having a work home balance um, is very important and I think it makes me work harder I think it helps us uh, separate our lives because often uh, especially as an artist especially as a freelance artist there's a lot of crossover where your work is your life and it can get very consuming yeah so uh, so are you guys 100% full-time working on the animation studio now or do you do you, is it part-time when you're ramping up 
type of situation? Uh, so we're still building up. Um, we I go to the office Monday to Friday. Um, we all have part-time jobs. I think that's important to mention because we mm. didn't just magically grow. So what's, what's your part-time job then? I am a technician at a bowling alley. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Wait, what does a technician at a bowling alley do? I fix all the bowling machines um, <laughs> down the back. Um, yeah, uh, and I've had a, a bunch of odd weekend jobs. But uh, So but, you're working full-time at the studio and part-time on another job. So, mm -hmm. so that's interesting to me. Are you making, um, I, I, maybe this is a weird question and you don't have to answer it, I guess, but if you're working full time, are you making a, like full time salary? I guess. No, you're no. not at that point yet. No, not at that point yet. Um, you're but, like putting in that extra effort now to get, to get to that point. Right. Yeah. We, we, we yeah. gave ourselves a, a, a target, um, and, to reach said target to say hey by this time next year uh we would like to all quit our part-time jobs and build have built that money to uh to go full-time and to start uh going for that it wouldn't be the top of the range animation uh salary but none of us are particularly here for the best salary possible we're here to build something and building something takes a very long time um but uh, obviously, with everything going on at the moment, uh, I, I don't know whether the year calculation is right or not. We're actually doing better than anticipated at the moment. People, oh, wow. want, people want animation, um, uh, especially uh, like digital marketing agencies, advertising companies, place people that would go out and film something. Usually, they can't film at the moment, um, and obviously, it's it's bad to you know capitalize on on something like that. But uh, it's it, it's important to mention. Uh, that people want animation at the moment. Uh, the Writers Guild of America um, suggested to their professional screenwriters and guild members that they start uh, writing for animation because there'll be an uptake in the industry in the next year. Um, so it's definitely an interesting time to, to be an animator for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, sorry, I lost track of the question there. That's, that's okay. No, you, you pretty much answered it. And, and I have another question that comes out of that. So like uh, from a business, starting a new business side of things, like 90, I think the stats are like 99% of businesses fail within the first year. And then like 99% of the businesses that didn't fail in the first year fail after that. <laughs> so, so, but it sounds like you're doing really well right now. Like you're ramping up, you have a studio space, you have five people working together. What is something that is really pushing for your success? Like, why do you think that this business will really thrive? So, um, oh, that's a big question. So <laughs> you don't have to uh, potentially it could come down to, to a, a bunch of factors. Uh, we're very versatile, I'd say. Uh, we we yeah. definitely haven't. We went in with a very, very open mind. Uh, there was not a style that we all drew in. There was not none of us particularly had any sort of pull towards any kind of crazy wacky style now would be great if it was but i think we're all relatively okay at, at being more generalist towards the start we are an open book we began animating very very different projects um and uh making sure that the first like four films that we've made all look completely different and that's very exciting because people were coming to us and say I, I like this one or i like that one and in the last six seven months that we've been active we've started to find that clients are kind of shaping our look for us 
and that will organically change and mold and evolve over time that people kind of say i like this and we've we've had certain work that is more popular than others people going i like this can i have something like that um and having that shaped for us is quite nice because it means that we're always open to something new there's there's this uh possibility in animation that you can literally make anything with it with a pen and a, and a tablet that you can do anything you can draw like any style and, and having these kind of ebbs and flows in what we do and what people want is very exciting um so i guess potentially that um we also uh and it may sound controversial i guess we also uh are also okay with failing um yeah. i know this may not be the fun the most amazing uh business uh mentality to go in with but we all were okay with the idea that if this did not work we would all go uh and on our separate ways and essentially we would have a, a really great showreel to show at the end of it if we had not formed this company who knows where i would been who knows what i would be doing but more importantly this is is inspired me and and motivated me to keep animating and to keep drawing and to keep making stuff i don't know whether i would have had that motivation if i was on my own and i had to move back in with my parents or whatever uh, or if i had to move to london i would have had to flat share with a bunch of people would i have had the facilities would i have had the motivation to keep animating and to keep looking so if we we all said look if this doesn't work what have we lost because at the moment we're just gaining um it's not like a uh product based company where you know we're making uh i don't know something out of plastic or something and we have to put a bunch of money in to make this product and then we have to sell it we we've never lost any money we're just other than paying for the uh office which made its money back in like the first two months we have uh been making nothing but profits um nice. other nice. than other than our time but what my time would have been worth here versus what my time would have been worth had I not been the company and had been spending all my time job searching is is different. Um, you can never really compare those two things. But I guess we went for the idea that this is the only time where we have the freedom and the power and the uh, motivation to do something now that if it falls apart, I'm not ruining careers. I'm not ruining my family. I'm just a guy. I'm 22. I can move on and get a job somewhere else and, you know, take all that experience forward. That's a re that's really good. I feel like I'm grilling you here. Like I'm going to invest in your company or something. <laughs> um, so, so what kind of, you, you mentioned you kind of go with the flow in terms of style. What do you, what kind of, other than 2D, what kind of animation do you specialize in? Like what are you creating for your clients? So uh, officially we started uh, with uh, a very, very, I guess you start with a broad statement um, and we started with a, a set of ideals that we kind of strive to be. And, and we had uh, that we are traditional 2D and motion graphics for advertising and broadcast. Took us seven months to get to broadcast, but I'd say that's still pretty fast, uh, all things considered. And hopefully we can we continue to work for, for broadcast because um, that's what excites us um, and for advertising and for creative advertising. Um, broadcast, so, you mean like the short film that you made? Yeah, yeah, broadcast, just stuff designed for TV, um, for for showing on, uh, you know, TV and film. Um, and then advertising is more of the online stuff. Um, 
but uh, we've definitely found a, a view towards the work that people like. We draw a lot of kind of landscapey things, a lot of uh, very scenic, naturalistic things. Um, and that started with one film and then another film in a different style, but they were both about nature. And uh, they um, clients were like, oh, we like this. Can we do something like this? We ended up working for a charity that works for beavers. They, they want to bring beavers back to Scotland, right? And it's I'm the for that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they were like, we like this previous film you did. We like all of the forests and, and the streams and nature. And you did. And we, we've done a lot to do with, you know, the English countryside and the forest and all that stuff. Um, and we never intended for it to be. We're just people who like to draw things and make it and look really good and tell really good stories. But uh, that's the kind of way that we've been going at the moment. I suspect it will change and grow and 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 will be considered all sorts of uh, random and, and hard to predict. Um, and I think that's exciting um, that potentially we haven't set out uh, with a very, very strict plan of this is the type of work that we do. This is how we draw. This is the way we do things. People can buy it. We uh, tell stories. That's our uh speciality people come to us they have a vision we help them tell the story that they want to tell in the best way possible how it looks is the exciting part because it's always different um, yeah. yeah so you just said people come to you how do you how do you get clients is it through that word of mouth like you also said that london is a huge animation hub and there's not a lot where you are in the city that i forgot it's north it's fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're so not missing much how though. are you how are you drawing clients to where you are when everything's happening somewhere else? Yeah, well, this is a, it's a thing, isn't it? Uh, compared to the US or Canadian animation industries, London is the place in England. Uh, it is, it's as if the US existed with only LA as that. It's a very, very monocultured place um and that is changing uh there's a uk kind of uh scheme to move uh, a lot of the work up north and some places are moving up north to try and uh, get everything away from london uh but for the most part for the three years of uni everybody lives under the shadow of london they go i'm gonna have to move to the big city where the economy is completely different where people pay you know double as much for rent people uh would have to share houses they'd have to go they'd have to audition for all of these uh, junior animator roles and it, it all feels very very corporate a lot of the uk animation places worked in uh work in like advertising like corporate advertising and digital marketing uh it's a it's a different world um but it, with the power of the internet you can basically be anywhere um we made our company and we chose to stay in Norwich because there wasn't as much animation in Norwich so we've been reaching out to local companies and and people want that stuff people like local people like things that they like um and they are familiar with and they are uh, recognized everybody has pride and patriotism and all that stuff and even though that might be a bit surface level um having links in the local area is very important but beyond that we exist entirely on the internet i mean we exist in an office in norwich but there's nothing stopping us from here and there and stateside and anywhere we had a company that uh the the job fell through but they wanted to fly us out to uh, lagos nigeria 
to animate for a museum that was opening. They wanted us to see the uh, the museum. They didn't care where we came from. Um, there's this. That would have been cool. Yeah, it would have been cool. I would have loved to gone. Um, but I'm sure I'll go to many other exciting places in the future. Uh, it's it's yeah, it's one of those things where uh, the 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 world we live in is very very. Uh, now more than ever you can tell that it's more and more connected by the internet and uh it seems like a simple point but we can exist anywhere i could be working on all of this animation from my bed in my pajamas but i i don't know but it's uh it's one of those things where i can reach far and wide and the way that we obviously london is very big london has a lot of animation companies but we don't compete with these people because the type of work we do is different um and the scale of work we do is different um, in all sorts of ways, uh, the style, the mentality, the ethic we have, we're smaller, we're more personal, we deal uh, obviously smaller in budget uh, as well. So companies that aren't, that can't go to, to Blue Zoo or to uh, not to scale or someone like that, that, you know, they're dealing with the bigger budgets, they're dealing with the bigger staff. Um, we have a different corner of the world cut out for us. So who are you competing with then? Other small studios kind yeah, of Yeah, so there are other small studios, um, especially in uh, our very, very local vicinity, um, where there are other companies that have begun to set up in Norwich, especially in our careers uh, advisor um, incubator setup. The Wait, so you're not the only student group to, you, oh. to be in animation and use the incubator space? Yeah. Uh, oh wow! So, okay, so, so it's like a common thing there, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, in the incubator space, it used to be for anyone. Well, it still is officially for everyone um, of any course, um, and there's a lot of people in there, and there was a lot of people in there. But over the three years that we were a student, we began to see animation companies pop up, um, and now every major studio every major office space is uh is taken up by animation just because they they do the most wow. successfully um and obviously that would appear like it's something that would worry us but uh, the the companies that are in there we're all friends with them um for because, now yeah for now uh and luckily they they all do completely different stuff from us um one of them uh, now focuses more on film and animation, mix those up. Uh, they do majority film and then sometimes animation. Uh, another one is uh, in like lettering and calligraphy. And then another one works a lot for YouTubers, streamers, uh, kind of like a, a new grounds flash game style animation. They work a lot with video games and like none of us cross paths. And obviously that is a worry. Um, that eventually, maybe next year, a, a studio will come up and, and, you know, cross paths with us. But like, you can't, you can't stop that. That's just the way that the world works. Fair enough. So then, how are you actually getting clients? Like, other than existing online? Yeah. Um, how did how did you get your first client as a so, group? Um, I guess that's just. Can I, can I guess? Like, maybe you called up all of your friends and family, spread the word on all social media, like we're a new company, we're looking for something, sent yep. an email to every single st advertising agency you could find. Is, is that what happened? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I guess uh, as as uh, crude and as non-graceful as it sounds, you start with the kitchen sink. Um, 
and just see what works right um and uh yeah we did go and we ended up getting some contacts some very big contacts back from people that we just knew um and then we got some different ones from online and different ones from reaching out just randomly to to emails um and uh we did start relatively at the bottom uh we we, we signed up for websites like fiverr or uh twine or um people per hour and you know tell me, tell me about fiverr i'm interested in that because that that's a huge site for getting very cheap stuff and i know that some animators actually make a living off that so yes. did you get yeah. any clients out of fiverr yeah we, we've got some clients out of fiverr uh and were we, they worth it is the question uh yes in okay. that were stepping stones uh okay we tried to leave behind Fiverr as quick as we could. And we don't we don't get work from Fiverr anymore. It's a good uh, place if you work within their world. Um, they have a lot of animation that is template based. So people that make a living off Fiverr uh, are usually After Effects animators, usually people that work and have a big library of existing uh, mm. assets and can kind of drop and drag stuff in um fiverr is notoriously cheap and, and quick i don't actually think it's as bad a website as people have uh, given it uh, credit for its reputation precedes it but uh, i definitely wouldn't recommend uh if you are trying to make a company to stick with something like fiverr forever twine is is very good uh, that's a lot higher budgets uh, you'll still have people on there who want things for nothing. Um, but we had some good uh, clients on on Twine as well. Um, but we've, you know, putting your work on a freelancing messaging board um, and just hoping that someone gets back to you is very, very risky. So, it, you know, we were trying all of these things at the same time. Uh, but from now we're reaching more directly and we've had clients just come to us just out of the blue, um, nice. which, which is always the most, that's the sign that you're starting something. The ball is rolling when we have a guy who works in, you know, Silicon Valley, San Francisco comes up to us. He says, I'm, I'm making a pilot. Do you, do you want to animate it for me? Um, Fun. yeah. And it's like, uh, stuff like that, where by, this snowball effect where you know we're not always gonna grow exponentially that's not how business works there'll be bad times and there'll be good times but uh it's always keeping ahead of the curve and making sure that we're looking and we're changing i mean i still don't know uh all yeah. of the techniques you ask how to get clients my answer is i i don't know because uh we've had so many things that have worked and so many other things that haven't worked uh, we definitely have things that work better than others uh, at the moment, I've just been uh, calling uh, design agencies. I sent you know uh, hundreds of emails out in the past. Oh wow! What do you I, say in a, What do you say in one of those emails? Uh, you get like a one percent response rate or something like. Oh that. yeah, probably even less than that. But so, uh, so what is what does a typical email say? Hey, this is Liam from CutTheMustard.com, mm -hmm. yep. and we're desperate for work. No, basically, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, it's a call out, uh, here's what we do. Uh, you know, you don't want to waste people's time, especially if you're asking them for money. Yeah. Um, oh, sure. Here, here's what we do. Here's why we're good at what we do. Um, if you ever needed any work, here's where you can find us. Um, and then we 
link to show reels and to the website. Um, and then from now, I've been calling back and saying, by the way, guys, I sent you an email uh, a while back. Uh, you didn't reply. Uh, but uh, I've noticed, obviously, with the uh, lockdown, there's a, a need for animation. People are, are uh, people need animation. People can't film. Um, and, and, you know, nine times out of ten, the person on the other side of the phone is going, yeah, that, that is a good idea. And, and uh, that's more recent, so I can't tell you of the returns of that. But uh, it's always about it adapting and trying and trying and trying and trying and expecting to hear no basically every that 1% is all that matters right because 1% will be 2% tomorrow um hopefully I like your attitude yeah no that makes sense how are you getting these people's emails and phone numbers you're just emailing the general like st uh studio.com and you're calling reception and asking to speak uh, with yeah, somebody nine, in nine times out of 10 uh company's okay. house is a really good place uh so um, not that I would recommend this for like a media company, but if you are looking to get to someone specifically, Companies House is a, uh, well, I don't know if it exists in the US, but it's a UK thing uh, where every company has to legally include the business address, email of the owner, um, date formed, uh, the name of the legal owner of the company. Um, and if you ever just want to go straight to the source, that's the place. Huh. Um, to just nice. go that's a good tip i i'm i'm sure there's some kind of like business registry site in the u.s and i'm pretty sure that information is also available in canada and business registry sites so yeah i didn't even think of that but that's a good idea yeah. so um you're working full-time you the five of you um i want to ask what your team is comprised of but like are what is your time spent doing is it 90 percent of your time spent animating and 10 percent right now reaching out is that kind of how it's working yeah, uh, I'd say so. Um, we spend a lot of time on animation. Uh, with the way that we're working, not everything is up to what I would call like professional speed. Um, yeah. Because uh, we're working all the other jobs at the same time. Uh, we all have secondary roles within the company. Um so uh, I deal with money and, and finances. Uh, one of the girls deals with social media. We have uh, client production and, and keeping everybody on track and all the shots and, and schedules and everything. Um, and then we have people that, that speak to clients. Um, and yeah, that's a lot. Jeez. Um, so you're all animating, but like, say you get a job, who's doing the storyboard? Is that one person's job or is that everybody's yes. job? Like, um, so inside. So uh, we, we definitely have uh, things that people are more akin towards. Uh, we, we're still trying to give people equal amounts of stuff, right? I want to, if I'm not that great at compositing and post-production, I, I want to try that because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, we're, we're all equal in this company. Um, and I want to come out of it knowing more than I did before. You know, I want to keep moving. I want to keep growing. Um, and fill those roles um but we at the moment we have people who are better at storyboarding people who are better at uh, compositing uh if it ever comes to if we ever have a script that gets recorded it's always my voice that that gets used um uh, <laughs> i guess i guess we we just naturally fill those roles um that uh yeah we have also looked to try and get pretty equal uh directing roles when we can um, so almost all of us have directed 
uh, all of us have directed at one point or another. Um, and it's not everybody's uh, cup of tea. Not everybody likes it so much. Um, and people have gone, well, I had my go at directing and I'd rather yeah. just animate. Um, but it's fun to say that we can do that. That's the, the power that we have with a company of our own, that we're, we are working uh, not from the bottom not that there's anything wrong with that but we have i have the whole experience from top to bottom from getting a client to finishing the final frame of animation um and that's very exciting to see it through because it feels like our work it's it's our story that we've told for somebody and it's very very close to home every project we make feels very personal because there's that hands-on approach we've dealt with everything we've promoted it on social media ourselves we've made it we've done all the keyframes and the storyboards and, and the animatic and we've done all the in-betweens ourselves and colored it and, and composited it and put all the lighting on and then it's done. Um, and that's a very fulfilling experience. Um, yeah, not really an answer to your question. Yeah, but. no, that is. I think that's actually incredible that like not many people have the opportunity, especially right out of school or even in their careers to touch so many parts of a project versus, um, you know, you, you're hired to uh, be the the background painter for a year or something like that, and that's all you do. Versus directing and storyboarding and voice acting and getting to touch the finance. I think that's incredibly valuable as well. Also, yes. it's I think it's amazing and rare that you've been able to find such a cohesive team that works so well together. I hope that continues going forward because I think that's also an amazing part of what you're building as a company and why you've been successful. It sounds like. Um, so uh, so you mentioned a couple of skills that you guys have needed. There's compositing, lighting, storyboards. Like what are the core offerings that you do? Do you, do you does a client say, uh, I have an idea for a commercial and you do everything start to finish and you like special effects? I don't know. Do you take me through everything that you guys offer? <laughs> I guess it uh, depends on the client so far. Uh, luck, we're lucky that, uh, so obviously, you know, we, we do 2D animation beginning to end, but we have offered different things in the past. We're lucky that uh, we have a friend who is, I, I guess, unofficially uh, our part of the company who makes sound. And anytime we need him, he comes in. Um, and that's a big advantage to us. We do have sound recording equipment. We do have someone that can make music. We've made original music for like uh, a bunch of our work. Um, and that's always a, a nice step up. Um, but for the most part, you know, somebody comes in, um, we've had a big mix of somebody who, a client who comes in goes, this is exactly what I want, make it like I want it. And we go, okay, fine. Or we've had people that have come in, we were working with a music video at the moment and the client um, didn't really uh, care too much. He said he, he trusts our judgment. Um, and we, you know, you show people, uh, the work every step along the way to keep him, you know, involved and 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 whatnot. Um, and uh, they're going, yeah, I like it, I like it, and uh, that's fun because we, uh, you know, get to make the story ourselves. Um, not that there's too much difference between making a story for someone and making a story by ourselves. They're both equally validating, but. Um, for the most part, we haven't written too much. Um, there's not ever been too much of a writing. Obviously, we have the ideas stage, but uh, that's usually relatively quick with the work that we've done. Um, and then, you know, storyboarding, animatics, uh, keyframes, roughs, tie downs, color in betweens, um, every stage of the animation pipeline, I guess. Um, nice. 
You're, yeah. you're utilizing everything school taught you. I want to I want to roll things back a little bit and kind of uh-huh. discover what propelled you on this journey in the first place. And yeah. it, you, it also has to do with you saying you only do 2D because I know you started off in stop motion because back in the day, like what was this, like 12 years ago or something? How long ago? You were posting yeah. these little stop motions on YouTube and that's how we actually first connected. I think I was in like high school or something like that. And I was we, I don't know. I remember seeing your films and commenting on them and subscribing to them. And yeah. so tell me why you decided to pursue animation and then why you stopped stop motion. <laughs> uh, so uh, my YouTube videos, uh, I started, I was like 13. Uh, I was just making stuff on, on uh, you know, dining room table, I guess. Uh, I love stop motion. I love plasticine and and you know uh, like stuff like Ardman is very very British um and I love that stuff um and uh, uh you know YouTube had like a golden age of, of uh stop motion not that I'm saying the golden age is is over now but it oh, felt over. like I felt <laughs> I felt like you know it, everywhere I looked there was this like amazing stop motion and like super good stop motion as well that people would just like make stuff with a camera in on a desk and it would be great. Um, and that's like the power of it, right? And you're a kid and you see someone go, oh, they've just made this thing. Um, I actually, I got my stop motion camera the year before and I didn't use it for a whole year. Um, and then Christmas rolled around again. And I was like, oh, I have this stop motion stuff. And I, I made some and it was okay. Um, I mean, it was all right. I, I like the idea that I'm gonna keep it up on YouTube forever. Um, I like that it makes me wanna work harder because it's really bad. Um, but also I like the idea that I can always be like, oh yeah, that's the stuff that I made. Um, I think somebody else might have, you know, deleted all that stuff by now. Um, but, uh, I like it and, uh, I like stop motion. I wanted to go do games design. Um, and, uh, I got a BAFTA nomination as a 16 year old, uh, in games design. Uh, there was a competition called BAFTA Young Games Designers. Um, I went up there, met some famous people from YouTube and whatnot. Uh, didn't win, um, uh, but that was always good, and that's always been on my CV even now. Um, and um, but yeah, I, I got to uni. I went to go do games design, and then I changed my mind at the last moment. I always loved animation. I didn't know why I hadn't picked it when the uni I was going to did animation. I was like, well, if I'm if I'm an animator, I can still go into games. Um, but if I'm a games designer, I can't go into animation. Uh, it's not how it works. Animation is, uh, to me, like a like a, a fundamental uh, core skill in in art. It's like filmmaking and writing and uh, drawing and uh, cinematography and all of these things. Character design, all sound design, all of these things in in one package, right? It, it's how to tell stories in like the purest sense. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I did it, but um, I ended up just swaying more towards 2D. I, I had to wait. Uh, we only had four stop motion sets and the, just the waiting times to, I'd, I'd have to go in, I'd have to book a time. I know this is a completely normal procedure pretty much everywhere, but I'd have to book a time. And compared to filming whenever I wanted in my bedroom versus this you know like you saw the you have all the great equipment and all the great sets and the cameras and the rigs and everything but if i had to if i could only animate once a week i didn't know how i was going to get any better um whereas i 
I, I had a Wacom tablet. I, I could go up. I finally had a, like a really, really high res computer that I could animate on every second of the day from nine till nine. And I was like, well, yeah, I'll do that. Um, and uh, I feel like I, yeah, I don't know uh, if I could access the stop motion studio every day. Who knows? Maybe I'd still be a stop motion animator, but I'm very, very happy. Well, you, right you have your own studio now. You can build a stop motion studio. Yeah, so let me that. ask you this is everything like emotionally are you living kind of the dream that you set out for yourself and meeting all those goals and everything like how does it feel uh i definitely don't think we uh i don't think i set out to make a company because it was the dream i mean i guess it is the dream but i knew yeah. i knew but you're animating yeah yeah time. I, I knew I wouldn't be living the dream life. I knew that it would be a sacrifice, um, but the sacrifice of wanting to build something uh, of my own um, is worth more than the instant gratification of going and, and I don't know, going and, and becoming a junior animator here. I, it's very hard to picture what my life would have been had I chose to go left instead of right. Um, but uh yeah, I, I'm very happy with the choices we've made. Uh, I would like, you know, everybody would like certain things. I'd like to not work at a bowling alley, um, but uh, I don't mind it. Like I, I am animating beginning to end projects all the way through. We are seeing things. I'm very personally invested in the stories that we tell. We're showing stuff on TV. We're sh making films with very strange charities and, and companies and you know, I know things about things I never thought I would know. And it's like, I never thought I would talk about beavers so much. Um, or I never thought I would know so much about like Eon Energy, an energy company that I had to work for for a bit. And it's like, those are the things that excite me that in 10 years time, uh, I hope that the company is, is doing great and making all of these fantastic things. But the, the blindness of it is very exciting that whatever I'll be making will be mine, not mine, it will be ours. Right. but it will be uh, completely unknown. Someone we will come to us with the next big idea and we'll make it happen. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting that I don't know where it will lead. Um, nice, I love, I, love, I love that. It's, it's like, that's part of the journey and the process and you're just kind of experiencing it. Yeah. So I have, I have one more topic I want to talk about and something that you had mentioned to me before our chat. And it's and it's your journey with mental health and how hard it was to be patient for things to pay off and to go through all this process and everything. Can you kind of talk about that and where you were coming from and how you feel now? Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, everybody struggles. Uh, graduates, I'd say, struggle uh, bad. Um not necessarily all of them. I, I don't want to paint everyone with one brush, but there is a big change, right? Uh, you are finally going out into the world. Uh, for most of us, especially in, in my course, we had all gone straight from school to college to university. So everybody, there'd never been a time out of that. Um, and I guess there is this expectation where everybody has been going, get a job, get a job, get a job. Um, and maybe that doesn't come true. Uh, expectation and reality are very, very different things. 
Um, and I, I, a lot of this is what we talked about last time is that I, I gave a talk, I gave a lecture in front of the, the university. Um, they do a, a big animation festival every year. I gave a talk there um, and we did a talk of five things you'll learn after graduating in your first year. Um, but a lot of it was was swayed around uh, mental health and uh, the expectations versus the reality you may face. Uh, everybody wants to you know reach for the highest rung possible everybody wants to you know make something of themselves but i think uh a lot of people get caught up in the idea that everything has to happen now um and that obviously is something that can lead to people being sad people being anxious people being depressed um and i think it's a very natural human emotion but uh we talked about not hearing no a lot um and like we deal with this all the time people you know you you set up for things and you were talking about applying for, for uh stuff last time uh you apply for all of these things and you have to expect that 99 percent you're going to hear back no uh we also talked about people going home and people taking breaks um uh with you know sometimes it can feel a bit shameful especially if you uh don't find a way straight in you don't move away straight in you've just had three years of independence and you may have to go back and live with your parents nobody like wants that i'm sure some people want that but like uh that step back from independence can feel rather frustrating but like it's all necessary uh what the way i framed it in the talk is that you will be working until you're what like 70 maybe beyond that um there is a long long time in the industry to make a lot of art and to work for a lot of people um i wouldn't rush it because you have the time to stop you have the time to take breaks you have the time to be burnt out it's completely acceptable to do that i think uh, uh, a lot of it is is kind of uh can tie in with what people are feeling with the coronavirus at the moment is that there's uh, especially on social media there is this uh there's this kind of widespread feeling that some people are like, oh, I should be working really, really hard. I should be using all this free time that I have to be become the best version of myself. And it's just like life doesn't work like that. People are people um, and they have needs and wants and people need to be happy. People need to rest. People need to take breaks. Um, and that keeps us human. You wouldn't be an artist if you didn't live. Um, you would be a, a, a machine. Um, and this idea that a lot of people, they get out the day of graduation, they're met with disappointment. Um, it's a feeling that I definitely, like we all dealt with in one way or another, especially when we were all working from this house, it was very lonely um, that we uh, worked from home. Um, and, you know, especially working from home when we didn't make any money or any clients, we spent 99% of our time going, hi, please hire us. Um, that was the hardest time um but you do get through it and uh making sure that you have people around um not necessarily in a company but just having people around uh is always a good thing we talked about uh teamwork um and how collaboration is one of the cornerstones of animation that nobody can make a really good really long film by themselves i mean they could it would take a really really long time but you know 99 percent of animation is made in teams teamwork is good uh feeling like your university specifically in in reference to the talk i get uh university making sure that 
everybody around them in that lecture theatre was a, a friend or a, an ally because like you said everybody is either going to hire you or you're going to hire them at some point in the future and that's a very exciting thing because you don't want to look at the animator next to you and go oh you're a rival we're going to fight for the same job in three years time because that's a very negative way to go it will only lead to harm um and uh, it, animation is a small industry. There's 11,000 animators in the UK, which is like nothing. Um, uh, everybody knows each other. Um, I think it's important to be nice, to be caring, to look out for one another, to work together, um, and to to you know be be a, a nice person before a good animator. Because you can be the best animator in the world, but if you're not a nice person, nobody's going to hire you. Because <laughs> you want to the fundamentals of, of being human is that we connect with each other animation is about stories um and stories is about connection yeah i think i think you brought up a lot of good points and some that relate to my journey specifically especially because this is a second career for me i remember mm -hmm. when i first made the decision and to 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 go to school it was a big decision for me because i wanted to jump in right away because i was like i can't waste any more time i've already spent a decade doing this other career yeah. like i want to start right away and and going to school for me taught and also this podcast taught me that kind of everybody's journey is different and taking breaks is good <laughs> i remember um for the first year in university i didn't take a break for a single day except for the the day before second year started i like just went to the park and sat down and did nothing because i i was like so riled up of like just going so hard mm -hmm. um but yeah and i think especially like you said during this coronavirus time like I'm scrolling through social media and some people are super productive. Like it's hard to get to feel not to not feel bad about yourself when you see so much in your face about what people are doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and the last thing, sorry, I'm kind of like rambling at this point. But the last thing you said was, you know, you spent 99 percent of your time trying to get work at the beginning. So what kept you going when you were hearing no, 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 no. And the future was blind and there wasn't there wasn't like, okay, if we send email 101, then we'll, then that will be the one, like you don't know what's going to happen. So how do you, how do you keep going when you're not seeing any quote unquote checkmark successes and the future is just vague? Yeah. Uh, my, my coworkers, my friends, I think, I think is ultimately the answer. Uh, the fact that there was five of us, uh, I think it sounds very bleak, but I think maybe if it was just me um, yeah. and I had sent 99 emails and got 99 no's, then I would be like, OK, let's call it a day. Um, I, I, I don't know. I probably wouldn't. But uh, I, I think that uh, having each other, it means that everybody kind of helps each other up, keeps each other going. Um, and not just the five of us in the company, but I've got other friends in animation, you know, they're trying, we're trying, everybody's working, everybody's going, you know, some people are making it and then some people don't make it, some people make it and then they have a really long period where they're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. um, I think just seeing how different everybody else's experience are is always that kind of like spark of hope that, you know, you, you can keep going if, if five people who know nothing about business can suddenly kind of grow a, a company uh out of nothing um i think that a lot of people can can do you know whatever they want um because uh i guess it's just about persistence I, d I don't think it's necessarily about being the most talented i don't think it's about um 
being the hungriest for it, I think you just got to keep going. It doesn't, it, you can, you know, stop or you can take a break. You can go home, you, you know, whatever the circumstances are, but you know, at some point you're going to get back on the horse. You're going to keep going. Yeah. Um, well, I, I find your, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no it's fine. I was going to say, I find your, your journey very inspiring. And I'm wondering if somebody is listening to this right now and, and they've been thinking of kind of doing their own thing, uh, in their mind for a while and it's been stewing and they don't know where to start and, and they haven't really maybe even admitted to themselves that they want to, uh, you know, start their own kind of studio or just be freelance and do their own thing. What is what is something looking back from your experience that you would say to them to do? Like, what can they do today to, to get the ball rolling? Because because you can't just be like you can start a business and then tomorrow yeah. you start a business. It's it's like a gradual progression of like small steps, right? Well, I I guess the the thing is that you the ball starts rolling today uh, and it will start snowballing. Uh, so for example, I spoke to some second year university students at my university. They were looking to form a company. I told them everything that I hoped they could ever know, um, and I know obviously they're going to be a, a uh, a rival business potentially but it's you know uh, they could have found the information anywhere I'm, I'm happy that they came to me um, and I told them that I'm you know happy and I'm glad and I'm envious that they're starting this early they are beginning to know people um, and making those connections and finding out very subtly very simply about business and how it works and uh going hey can we have an example of a, of a contract can we see what that looks like um so when it comes to us sending it to a, a client we can go okay yeah um very very simple steps you go if i want to make a business um I, I should start to get to know people. I should, uh, if the time permits it, maybe start trying to find some work, even if you don't intend on, on doing it. Like, just be like, uh, here's how you would find work. Here's how people say yes, because we're still learning that now. And I'm sure, uh, you know, companies at the top of the line are still learning that. They're going, oh, we haven't got any, you know, clients today. Uh, what what went wrong? And they'll try something new. The It's about change and progression and whatnot. Uh, so I guess you just start with the smallest steps. Um, I know that's incredibly vague, um, but. Uh, <laughs> so so what is what is a small step that somebody can do today that'll lead them uh, to something else tomorrow? Okay, so you're a first year student and you're saying, I might want to in two and a half years time form a company, uh, reach out to somebody else that's formed a company and say, what, uh, what was your experiences like? Because I can only say so much. I only have eight months experience. Uh, yeah. we reached out to other people. We reached out to companies all across the UK and said, what was your experience like? They had far more interesting things to say than me, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, you know, people said, well, this happened, that happened with the company that we spoke to, uh, who ended up convincing us, uh, said that they, um, they were kind of the final convincer. We went, ah, oh, this is all the evidence that this is a good idea because, um, you know, it is a risk and it's something we wanted to do, but we needed the proof that it's not going to ruin our lives first. Um, and um, we had this company and they said, oh, yeah, well, where we're from, the council were like, oh, there's no there's no animation companies in the whole city. We'll give you six months of, of minimum wage pay to 
get the company started. And like, unfortunately, we didn't get anything uh, as lucky as that. But we we are lucky to have a cheap office. Um, and it's those little wins like that going, where can I find uh, something that can get the ball rolling where can i look online to to uh find an opportunity for funding we got funding that is uh one of the primary things that got our company started if you could look for somebody that will give you an organization a company a charity that will give you money and go hey this is a film for this cause this is a film that will make us something you having the one first thing a, a project of relatively substantial size to go okay we can build off of this means that you're getting into the groove, you're animating every day and you can spend all the rest of the time going, oh, let's look for stuff, let's look for work, let's keep going. Um, so I, I, I know it's annoying, I don't have one like, wrap. <laughs> well, no, it's a, it's, I like the first thing you mentioned, which was try to reach out to somebody else who started yeah. a business. And and the way that I do that is just on LinkedIn because uh, LinkedIn is still not like completely oversaturated where if I connect with somebody and send them a message, they'll like 99% of the time respond. But how do you, how did you reach out to those people? So, uh, just through the mean, business owner email thing. Yeah. Well, um, bit of that bit of, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter's really good for, um, for animators. We found a lot of places, uh, where animators, especially UK animators, they just seem to all know each other and they all, uh, you know you're not sucking up to anybody but they're just talking they're joking yeah. it's all in context and people are saying oh somebody comes up and goes oh, i'm working on this big project we're hiring for like a 25 man team who wants to send me your showreels and then in the replies there's a bunch of people going oh here's my showreel and they're all friends and they all know each other becoming naturally part of that world rather than um you know uh one of your previous podcast guests was talking about uh uh networking and just being quite natural and just kind of stating your intentions but being friendly and and saying hi i'd like to speak to you about this you know everybody if you know not everybody's going to say yeah of course that's yeah. the that's the point of all of this but um somebody if there's something that you're asking and it's not going to take up too much of their time i'm sure people will be glad to oblige i mean people like to talk about themselves right um but uh yeah, you ask people, you ask people a simple question for advice. You don't take too much. Um, and I'm sure that there's people out there that have asked for too much. Um, but um, you, the only, the worst thing you can ever hear is no. Um, yeah, so I I, I, I agree with that. I get some emails sometimes and it's like 15 questions. And I'm like, can you just, just mm. ask me one? I'll be happy with that. And it's, I'll respond to your 15 questions, but it's going to take me a month because I have to like, Oh, there's that email I got to respond to type of thing. No, I like that. It's um, just kind of getting yourself in the in-group type of thing in a in a like non-aggressive way. That's really good advice. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Any that talk about? Well, I'm sure there's a million things, but nothing comes to mind too much. Um, I was going to ask you what's next, but it kind of sounds like because of the virus situation. Well, next is, is interesting because uh, we are growing relatively okay uh people are want animation we we have a couple of projects that are coronavirus specific uh and i i, I guess that's uh you know i don't i don't want to be like oh how lucky are we because it's obviously a horrible thing oh, but interesting. Um, but um yeah i i it, it's intriguing because i never ever know what's coming next uh we have directions we want to build towards uh 
it sounds like a tiny aspiration compared to some of the other guests you've had on here, but to quit your part-time job and to work animation full-time and get paid for it is very, very exciting to me. Um, and I'm sure that is relatable to students. I'm sure there's a lot of students listening who are working in a coffee shop at the weekends or, you know, or a bar in the evenings. And I've done, you know, a, a bunch of these like jobs that I didn't want to do. And I've, I've had fun doing them, but I don't want to do them. Um, and working in a career that you like and getting paid for it is a, is a big thing. Beyond that, there's oh, aspirations can, you know, the sky's the limit. We'd, to hire an employee of our own would be like, blow my mind. To, to make something uh, of our own, completely funded by ourselves, to make like a short film that we funded uh, to get like a Vimeo top pick, to win a film festival, all of these things. There's a laundry list of directions that I'd love to go in and things we want to achieve. But I guess all of it starts with just telling really, really good stories. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. And I, I think all those goals are are valid and and really yeah. exciting, too. I, I don't think you should downplay them at all. <laughs> yeah. Is, is there anything else you wanted to, to share to kind of wrap up our chat? No, I don't think so. Uh, if anybody wants to find us, do you want do you want me to do that bit now? You can do it. I was going to do it, but you can do it. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. You go for it. I want to hear you do it. Well, I was going to say thank you for coming on the podcast first. I really hope that if somebody's listening and, uh, you know, they're kind of in the mind space where you were, that they find your chat really inspiring. I know I have. I think it's incredible that what you've done, um, you. kind of you put your mind to developing your own career path in your second year of university which is like you're envious of people doing this younger but you already did it fairly young yourself and now you're well on your way to making your dreams a reality i think that's amazing and i'm really happy we got the opportunity to chat about it <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm glad i reached out to you um and I, I guess that is is one of the things, right? Is that I reached out to you and said, "Hey, uh, can I be on the podcast?" And I guess the worst you could have said was no, right? I asked a simple question. Uh, if anybody does want to talk about, uh, if anybody listening wants to talk about you know, careers or starting a company or getting out of union, what they want to do, just send the company Instagram account a message. I'm sure we'll answer a question if you want. Um, but yeah, yeah. Well, I'm happy you reached out as well, and also. Um comes full circle you said animation community is pretty small and that proves even overseas because you know back in the day subscribing to each other's little desktop stop motions and now we're chatting on podcast mm -hmm. <laughs> uh so if you are listening and, and you'd like to follow liam or check out his work or his company which is cut the mustard i don't think we really uh mentioned the name too many times um, yeah. i'm going to include the links to his instagram and the or the company's instagram and the website which is just cut the mustard underscore animation on instagram and cut the uh for the website i'll include those both in the description of this video and thank you so much for listening and that's all for now okay bye